Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Project Brief. I am Delta, your host, and my lovely co-host and assistant, Jay Ringo, is here as well. Ooh, I've been promoted to assistant. <laughs> you get to help <laughs> me with the science experiments. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, uh, if you don't know what the Project Brief is, it's a little episode run on the Boink Radio where I talk about Boink projects in simple terms and try and explain it to just average people. And sometimes I do also talk about the technical parts because there are some people who also love the technical parts. But as always, leave questions to the end. The favorite parts your technical uh, I was going to make a like... I was gonna make like a chicken joke. Like this is my favorite part of the chicken, the technical part. I like to like fry it up <laughs> real crisp. Uh, Sorry, carry on. <laughs> anyway, leave all questions till the end as usual, uh, where we can have a little bit of discussion about what we've just talked about. All right, Jeringo, here's your first assistant job. What's your favorite monster? Oh, Fern the Muppet. That's okay. It's fair enough. Uh, my one's probably the crazy frog. <laughs> like, hold on, back up. Is there a list of monsters somewhere I could look at? Because I actually cannot think. Like, I know Krampus. Um, Bigfoot. I, big, is that a monster? He's like a chill guy, I thought. I thought he was just a big dude. <laughs> Loch Ness Monster. Casp- okay, Loch- it's monster in the name. Uh, <laughs> people are saying Casper, Creeper, SCP-106. I hope I didn't just swear in binary or something. Okay, well, the reason why we're talking about monsters is not because it's October, and it's not because it's the spooky season. It's actually because we're talking about RNA world, and I'm going to explain to you why we're talking about monsters later on. <laughs> oh, uh, such a lead up, and then you just go away, and now the suspense is going to kill me for the rest of the show. Yep. All right. You got to listen to the rest of the show to know what the monster is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today we are talking about RNA world. It's a Boink project, and it helps us learn about RNA. RNA World was started in 2010, and it's run by Dr. Michael Weber, a name that I can actually pronounce. Uh, it's, it has its goal to identify all known RNA family members in all organisms. Quite an ambitious, ambitious project. But first, we've got to know what RNA actually is. But first, we didn't know what DNA is. <laughs> so if you remember in high school, we learned about uh, DNA and cells and microbiology and all that. And usually have that double helix pattern. It looks like a little spiral and a little ladder that goes up in a spiral. And uh, basically what an RNA is, it's a type of that DNA, except imagine you cut that ladder in half and then folded it onto itself. So it sort of forms a U-shaped sort of thing. And RNA could come in all sorts of forms, but the most common form is that sort of folded onto itself DNA. The purpose of RNA is a lot of things. Uh, But the purpose that's relevant to RNA world is actually these RNAs providing instructions on how to build the different parts of your body. And I'm not talking like the big parts, like, oh, how do you build a liver? How do you build a stomach? How do you build a whatever? I'm talking about building the small parts. How do you build proteins? How do you build cells? How do you build the mitochondria? <laughs> and so these RNA, uh, these RNAs and are called mRNAs, and they, are, they provide instructions to your body and organisms on how to build stuff within your body. Now, we do cover proteins in my Rosetta project brief, so if you want to learn more about proteins and what they do, you can go check out my Rosetta project brief. But uh, most of these proteins are made for, are responsible for making you move uh, and all the normal bodily functions, and they can also be the cause of cancer and disease. And so where the cancer and disease part of it comes from is whether the mRNA is actually damaged. So we know that melanoma, which is a sun, a type of cancer caused by exposure to the sun, it 
modifies parts of the RNA and parts of the DNA in your body. And those damaged parts can cause issues in making proteins, and those proteins can go on to create diseases and cancer. And so, in a sense, healthy RNA is important to making healthy cells. And now this is where RNA world comes in. If we know how RNA works, then we know how cancer works at the RNA level. And it's possible that we can make treatments using RNA instead of maybe a protein or a drug or, a, or anything. And so we'd be able to go straight to the low level of it and say, okay, we need to just modify this part of the DNA of the cancer and then we're all good. So RNA world maps uh, RNAs to their families and all a family is is just a similar looking piece of RNA. And hopefully by grouping these families together, we can organize it in a way that scientists can actually move on and actually produce a treatment with it or select something from that family which can be used as a treatment. And so again, this is another Boink project which does intermediary science. It's science that is used for other science. So for those of you that are a bit more technical minded, RNA World has an actual pipeline. So it has to go from it has to go through a set number of steps when it starts categorizing and generating RNAs and placing them into their families. So the, f the first step is called CM build. And all it does is basically takes a random word. If you know what DNA looks like with all the, all the letters in it, A, T, C, G. I didn't do biology, but I'm pretty sure that's it. If you have the A, T, C, and G, or any of the letters that form up the, the components of the DNA, or in this case, the RNA, basically put them in a string and shuffle them around. And basically what we're doing here is we're creating new RNAs by just shuffling the letters of the, of the um, I think it's the amino acids around. And so when we shuffle them around, we see whether they're close to any families. And basically we've just built random sets of RNA. After we do that, we then do CM calibrate. And so it takes those randomly generated ones, those randomly generated RNAs, and tells you how close they are to matching a particular family. And so basically it's like chucking the RNAs into the bin of their respective family. And I'm not talking the garbage bin, I'm talking normal bin. <laughs> now, um, the, the statistical bin, for those who do statistics. <laughs> um, then the third step is CM search. And basically it is what it says. It searches billions of RNA combinations for one specific organism. So it goes through and it searches the entire database of RNAs in... A particular single or multiple different families looking for RNAs for a specific organism. And then finally, uh, step four is InRealizer. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, but all it does is basically make a cute looking image from an RNA sequence. <laughs> so it'll take the text data because it's all just ATCG or whatever it is and just a whole bunch of letters and numbers that if you look at it you don't know what the hell it's talking about. But if you put it in an image, it's much easier for humans to visualize. And so the inrealizer makes it easy to see if RNA is actually from a particular family to a scientist rather than a computer. Now let's talk about how the actual project works, because it is quite interesting. We have had different projects doing different sort of styles of work units in the past. Like, for example, we had uh, DHEP uh, running tasks where your computer would not submit the task, but it would send pings to the server to say, hey, I'm up to this point, hey, I'm up to this point, here are my results, here are my results, here are my results. And so in the end, you didn't even have to complete the whole work unit, you'd still get credited for it. And RNA World has something very interesting. It has monster tasks. Yay! <laughs> they have huge crunching times. 
and I'm talking huge. So you might notice if you start looking at RNA well, they don't have a lot of tasks, or they have a very few amount of tasks actively running. And that's because with these tasks, they take so long. I, I think the longest running completed task, as they call it on their site, the monster, the top monster, ran for 266 days. That's a, that's a single boink task. That's insane. Who crunched that? I know. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, if you want to have a crack at killing a monster, come on to RNA World. Uh, Is that... Are, are they all monster crack or monster tasks? They they do range they they range from days to years. I think that's what they say on on their forums. <laughs> wow, do you, can you choose what to get? Because honestly, that's like what <laughs> I don't think you can choose. <laughs> You're just like oh boy, here we go. I just signed up. For yeah. This. Oh, uh, but I, I took a look at I took a look at that huge task, and when you take a look at all the different people that tried to country, I had to scroll down about three pages on the on the Boink site because there were just so many people that failed or aborted the task or <laughs> submitted before, like after the deadline or something like that. Yeah, we got so many questions coming in. Was that a CPU or a GPU task? Do you know? Uh, I'll come to that in a second, but yes, it's CPU. Okay. Sorry, I thought we were done. Keep going. Yeah. So I was just about to get on to the fact that uh, I think some or most of the tasks on uh, RNA World actually require VirtualBox. So for those of you that don't know the VirtualBox version of Boink, Basically, imagine you have a computer on your computer, right? You have a little window that you can run Windows on or you can run Linux on it. And what will uh, happen is Boink will run in that little computer. And the purpose of it is both for security and for um, just functionality sorts of uh, reasons as well. But uh, yes, it is uh, RNA world, I'm pretty sure, is CPU only. And that's probably why it takes so long. <laughs> um and uh, interesting thing about the work units too, uh, they're actually not that big. Um, they mentioned that the maximum theoretical size of a compressed um, set of RNA is 150 megabytes, which interestingly is the size of an opossum's RNA for one chromosome. What? Is that intentional or is that just like a random fact? I think that's just a random fact. But okay. Someone was asking, what's the maximum size of the work units? Because I'm like, if these tasks are so huge and they, they take so long, they'd probably be huge. But surprisingly, they're not. The, the biggest size is probably about 150 megabytes compressed um, for an opossum's chromosome. Huh. Interesting. I'm definitely so, going to bring that out somewhere. If, if you do the math, if you want to download a full opossum, it would take approximately 11 gigabytes uncompressed. Whoa. <laughs> this is like blowing my mind like are, are possums just simulations now <laughs> i hope so <laughs> i'd like to download an opossum <laughs> can i get a download link please <laughs> yeah but that, that was just some rough napkin math don't hold me to it <laughs> huh. and that's just for their rna yeah that's just the rna of the chromosomes okay and and I think I remember, I, I think the calculation is uh, they have 22 chromosomes, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> you wouldn't download a car. Yeah. All right. Um, what else do I have? Okay. For those of you that are uh, really techie and want to get into this, the software that they use is called Infernal. I-N-Fernal. I-N-F-E-R-N-A-L. Just to be clear. <laughs> uh, the, that's that the actual clear. software they use for <laughs> managing the RNA. 
And there's also a huge database called RFAM at RFAM.org. That's R-F-A-M.org. And uh, it holds all the RNA families. And they actually have coronavirus RNA on there. So you can go and check out what the coronavirus looks like. Um, and I also managed to find the Delta coronavirus on there as well. I'll, I'll go grab it now. So just to describe some of these images, um, they, they look like if you have a string and you've pulled that string and like made little blips in it like on a graph and then you've put like circles and stuff on it and it sort of looks like a it sort of looks like coordinates in space like you know how the i think it's the voyager or something uh has like uh uses pul- uh, pulsars and um that sort of stuff to navigate and show aliens where the earth might be sort of looks like that uh but yeah <laughs> if you want to go and check it out it's on rfam.org and uh, yeah, in terms of publications and results from this project, RNA World has five publications. Uh, they attended Boink Workshops 1 and 2, which was the first and second ever Boink Workshops. And they also won an open source prize. And uh, that's pretty much it for RNA World. And next time, I don't know, we're yet to find out. We'll stumble upon it during one of the Boink radios on what project we're going to do next. If you have any questions now, now's the time. Just... Uh, I, this is not so much a question, but a, a stroke of genius that needs to be shared to the world. So maybe night is just the mask rotating around Earth to stop coronavirus. <laughs> Carry uh, on. Fake, perfect. <laughs> uh, okay, this is a really uh, interesting project. Why did we brought this up last week for some? Uh, you mentioned it for something. Do you remember what it was? I, I was like, what's but... RNA world? We we brought it. Oh, hold on. It was uh, for Wreckingcraft. Ah, uh, yeah. I should probably say that um, RNA World is a part of the Wreckingcraft uh, project, and uh, they work with Wreckingcraft, and they also get funding from Wreckingcraft. Oh, cool. Uh, to do their work, so they're uh, they're going pretty good with them. Uh, for those who don't know, Wreckingcraft was the team who was going to be hosting the. They're more than a team, really. Uh, that was going to be hosting the Boink Workshop this year. Um, this was pre uh, Chin Diapers, so. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that one. <laughs> oh, you got you to watch the, the South Park thing. But no, it's it's ridiculous. People who wear masks around their chin, like, guys, not not doing anything. <laughs> uh, any any questions before we go too meme hard here? Uh, any other questions on uh, uh, RNA home? Uh, there is one question I noticed. Someone said, do possums have large chromosomes? I don't know. I was talking about opossums, so it's the one that starts with the O. <laughs> so apparently that's they have one of the biggest chromosomes in the animal kingdom, but uh, I'm just getting that information from the, the RNA World forums. It is kind of like mind-blowing that 200-plus days for a task. Oh, man. Huh. Well, I'm glad we got around to monsters because that is a monster task, and now my favorite monster is an RNA uh world task nice and yes possums are different to opossums whoa 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 what yeah <laughs> don't you know what an opossum is i thought it was a possum <laughs> <laughs> there we go there's the difference chip's got it for you what is that thing on the right that is the first time i've ever seen that thing in america you thought- have opossums and in australia we have possums my whole yep. life i thought people were just saying i saw a possum <laughs> <laughs> well, what if someone says, I saw an opossum? I just thought they were stupid, but it was me who was stupid. <laughs> Don't make me spit out my tea. 
because I've totally seen the things on the left before, which are on the right in the other picture. Huh. Only 11 gigabytes, huh? 11 gigabytes for all the chromosomes. <laughs> uh, oh, we have a real question coming from Neil. Uh, he wasn't able to find any GitLab, GitHub, or repository on the website. Do they have any? Um, I don't know if RNA World themselves has their own open source repository, but hopefully, and I'm pretty sure that Infernal should have its own repository. It's possible that Infernal, the software, is so old that it does not have a GitHub repository, and it might have some sort of self-hosted repository or um, self-hosted site like most programming libraries do. So um, I, I personally haven't checked, but uh, yeah, I, I can't say whether they have one or not. You, well, by the back way, in you... the old day, back in the old day, you just store the source code on your website. <laughs> Oh, we got Crimson Parrot posting the Infernal. Uh, yep, there we go. That looks like it's it. All right, can we do the radio? Let's go to the radio. Okay, thank you everyone for attending. We had a huge audience today. That's bloody phenomenal. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll see you next time on the Project Brief, hopefully in another two weeks. I might We might come up with a project that we found on one of the Boink radios. And thank you, Jay Rigo, for being my assistant today. You did a very good job. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for, for that. It means a lot. That's all I want to hear. <laughs> all right. See you, everyone, and happy crunching.